Hi, and welcome to another episode of Stuff's podcast called Stuffed. I'm Craig Wilson, editor of Stuff Magazine, and with me today I have Patrick Henshi, who is from HMD Global, but a lot of you might know that better as the company that now does Nokia mobile phones. Patrick is head of product and operations for Sub-Saharan Africa and is uh, going to help us today with uh, something of a, a sort of educational session to start with, I think, um, something that we don't know much about but would like to know more about, uh, called Android Enterprise Recommended devices, which uh, sounds like sort of a, a bit like Android One, like a, a club for the cool Android kids. So, I mean, Patrick, perhaps you could start us off. What is AERD? <laughs> AERD, or Android Enterprise Recommends, they launched it on the 21st of February 2018, just before Mobile World Congress. It was the first time this was actually spoken about. And what it was is, if we look at business today or enterprise today and devices that are going into businesses today, mm. I think via IDC reports and that we're looking at around 77% and growing of devices being deployed into enterprise on Android. So, okay. so it was quite critical for Google to start sort of saying, which are the best devices to use or which devices can an enterprise easily deploy into their business. Is this also because so many people are bringing their own devices and that people are then favoring things like Android because perhaps, you know, they're, they're paying out of their own pockets? Well, yeah, we talk about we've got our acronyms, we've got our BYOD, mm, and, sure. and which is bring your own device. And it became, you know, necessary for Google to say, right, we've got a minimum set of hardware specifications. There's a minimum set of software specifications. And there's also some update criteria so that you can bring devices in or purchase devices for staff and deploy them easily into your business. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, our office, BYOD means bring your own dog. But um, <laughs> yeah, we, we're not huge ones on the, on the acronyms. So, I mean, if you have a big uh, company or a medium-sized company or, or, you know, heck, an enormous company, uh, does this help you sort of provision things on a company-wide basis? Or you know, does it make life easier for your IT department or to ensure that, you know, sensitive things are, are kept separate? Or, you know, I mean, what, what's the, why, why shouldn't enterprise look at this and go, heck, that's for us? So definitely for those exact reasons. Essentially what happened was a case of you had everybody bringing in their own devices. And then it was a case of consistency of deployment. So mm -hmm. one of the pillars of Nokia smartphones is pure, secure, always up to date. And essentially all the devices have the same user interface. It's as Google intends Android to be. It's really simple, clean and easy to use. Mm -hmm. And also for us as Nokia, we've never been about just one price point. It's about a fleet of devices or a range of devices at different price points. Mm -hmm. And now, essentially, Google have said, right, a device needs to have a certain amount of RAM. So two gig of RAM is a specification mm. because you need that to run if you've got company applications, if you've got a managed uh, what they call an EMM or you manage the devices remotely. Also, one of the key factors was what they call zero touch enrollment, which makes it really easy for an IT department to roll out the company policies. You can do it either by reading a QR code mm -hmm. or you can have IMEI numbers of the device preloaded and your services roll down to the device when it first switches on. And then also key to that, when I talk about the up-to-date part, this was also a massive criteria in terms of having the devices being able to update on a regular basis, security updates as well as Android OS updates. So mm -hmm. their minimum requirement was a 90-day security update. And we at Nokia believe that's so important. We actually subscribed to and we've got an unbroken track record of 30-day security updates for our devices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is, you know, key things. And they set that out. They've got a four-step program. They're saying it's hardware. It's how you enroll devices, 
its software and then ease of deployment or consistency across devices. I mean, I think the updates one is really important and really interesting because, you know, we see this across the Android landscape with a lot of devices. You are beholden to the manufacturer as to when you get updates, you know, I mean, even in in the case of current, you know, Android P, there's only a handful of devices that it was available on at launch. And for some even really, really, you know, big name companies, you're looking at waiting, you know, six months, sometimes more to get the latest version. You know, I think, you know, we've found certainly with the Nokia phones that that always up to dateness is one of the great appeals. But I mean, how do you get involved with, you know, Google on this sort of thing? Do you have to apply to enroll? Do you have to say, look, these are your minimum specs, all of our devices meet it? I mean, how did Nokia end up, uh, you know, getting on board with this program? So with the Pure Secure and up to date, if you look at what the requirements were, and Google is a partner of ours, we work very closely with them. You know, being part of the Android One program, you talk about Cool Kids Club, you know, the Android One program in terms of getting those updates and committing to those updates. And that's not a case of only me as Nokia telling you I'm going to give you those updates. Subscribe to Android One, that's also, you know, sort of a reassurance from Google that you're going to get those updates. Mm -hmm. And then working together, it's a case of here are the devices, here's the software, this is the commitment we made on the software, these are the specifications, and then... Uh, the enterprise team at, at Google take them and they go and test and they do mm. rigorous testing and they at the end of the testing they give a tick and they say yes this meets the requirements and they publish the device on their website you can go to Android Enterprise Recommends Google that mm. it'll take you to the website and you can see which devices and you can choose their minimum spec what you're looking for screen size etc and they'll give you a recommendation of devices and invariably in any of those sections you will have a Nokia handset come up there you mean across the range of sort of price points and of so on price points of memory right, right. of processor screen size etc so are all Android 1 devices automatically also Android Enterprise recommend devices, or does it not quite work like that? Not quite work like that. There are sort of process requirements. You need to have a minimum processor speed of 1.4 gigahertz. So there are some criteria, and also just in usability testing, does it cut the mustard in the usability testing? Okay. Also, I guess because Android One goes sort of right down to pretty, you know, pretty entry level devices, where perhaps they don't necessarily meet the minimum specs that would also be needed for enterprise users. This is why Nokia, where we've always believed in, say, a fleet of devices. Mm. It doesn't matter what price point you pay for a device; it's a Nokia device, and you are going to have that, you know, pure, secure, up to date Android promise on the device. Sure, and just a sort of minimum quality of service. Correct. Promise, right? You're going to get a certain level of experience regardless of whether you buy, you know, the 3,000 Rand device or the 10,000 Rand device. Correct. Okay. And a consistency of deployment. This is where it's very important for IT staff to train people. Hey, we've got a new application using this is where you find it on the phone. These are the settings that you need to activate for it to work correctly. All that's really simple when you've got a range of devices across different price points, all that look exactly the same. Mm. And you can sort of deploy once across um, your whole organization. Sure. Well, why do you think, you know, on a vaguely related note, why do you think Android's proving so popular with enterprise users in the sort of bring-your-own-device era? You know, I mean, it used to be, if you think back a few years, it used to be BlackBerry. Right? BlackBerry was the de facto for-business device. Then, you know, it's, it's it's sort of quite an open playing ground now. And really, you know, we've gone from having a world where we thought we might see four or five mobile operating systems to one where there's really just two. Yeah. What do you make of uh, Android's move into that enterprise sector and being what seems to be, you know, growingly dominating in it? So I think what always plays here is the way that companies manage their finances. Mm-hmm. And, and here Android, by hitting multiple price points, it gives them an opportunity to deploy the correct device with the correct data package, with the correct mm-hmm. voice tariff, 
to the relevant members of staff. And I think what's key, what we see is a movement. You know, for a long time, enterprise was really about they were just trying to manage costs. Mm. That was their, their number one priority, manage costs, manage how much people are spending on talk time or on data. So it's become increasingly now important to get the right device on that correct tariff. Mm. Where you're getting the right amount of data that they're going to be able to use all my, you know, my corporate applications that they're going to be able to download or, you know, and the right amount of airtime. Giving a really expensive device or sort of an unaffordable device and getting small amounts of data and small amounts of airtime, it's not really going to help anybody. Sure, you've got to balance that sort of spend. Correct. But I guess, and also by the same token, you know, you can't be giving, uh, you know, the high level execs still expect a certain level of device in the same way that perhaps, you know, they expect a certain level of company car. And that's essentially why, as I say, with Nokia, there's a range of devices from Nokia 8 Sirocco all the way down to Nokia mm-hmm. 3.1, who are part of the Android Enterprise Recommends program. So I think the other big one for, especially in South Africa and a lot of emerging markets, is operator buy-in, right? It seems to really be important for device manufacturers to get on the right side of operators. And I think we often forget how much uh, power operators really have in this relationship between brands and consumers. Have you found that, you know, operators get behind Nokia, that have operators been supportive of you, Uh, whether in consumer or in this case, you know, as we're talking about enterprise, are they offering the right sort of packages that appeal to business owners, are they making it easy for you guys to get out into the hands of business users who might want them? I definitely, and I think, you know, to touch on that, having a pure enterprise play, you also need to have a good consumer offering Mm. because your users in a a business, they are still actually consumers. Mm, So we have focused over the last, you know, year or so of being in the market, we focused on sort of bolstering that consumer offering. And now we're at the point where we, we've got a strong consumer offering, you know. People, uh, you know, have adopted the device as well. We've seen great growth on devices. So now it's this is just the next step for us. And being part of this Android Enterprise Recommends really makes the conversation a lot easier on any level, whether it's at operator or whether mm-hmm. it's at a corporate. Sure. We're also seeing this sort of move, you know, away from the era of the 24-month contract, right? We're seeing a lot of the operators are offering SIM-only packages, and a lot of people are choosing to buy devices up front, use them for three years, and, you know, have that flexibility, I think, to move between operators. We've also seen uh, a growing number of dual-SIM devices, which for a long time the operators seem to kick and scream and dig their heels in about. Are you guys seeing, you know, on your side that people are shifting away from contract, or is that still the dominant method that people pick up a Nokia device? I think it's always about affordability and that's what it comes down to. it comes down to if you can, can afford to go through the your traditional credit vetting means essentially and, and get a contract that's great if not there are other options for you to go and pick up devices when we come to sort of you know corporate devices and in the business and even those people who buying devices for longer term mm. what's nice here now is being part of android one and android enterprise recommends program is you then getting your named updates If a device launches on version, you know, Nokia 8, you will get the next version of Android. You will also get monthly security updates for 36 months. Mm. Or you get that sort of three-year guarantee. Correct. So so this is, you know, we're, shall we say, not looking at what you said exactly, but these are sort of ideas that are floating around that we are saying, well, this is what consumers are asking for through whichever means, and how do we give that to them? I think it's also very important for a business to say, right, we're purchasing these devices, or we're paying for the contract or taking out the contract that's going to go on this device. I need to make sure that this device is going to be future-proof, and in six months' time, you're going to still be getting later software updates. You're still going to be relevant. I'm still going to be able to you know, create amazing applications that mobilize my workforce, and they're going to work on the device you're currently using. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, so we've talked about some of the obvious benefits, like the you know up to dateness and the security and the ease of provisioning. I mean, are there any other sort of less obvious reasons that you know people, particularly you know end users, as you mentioned, they're they're consumers as well as you know business people because your phone is just with you all the time. You know, what are some of the other reasons that someone should consider an you know, Android enterprise recommended device as uh, over one that perhaps isn't part of the program? What's great has the ability to support uh, different profiles, so you can have a work and personal profile. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if it's a work device, you can have a separate personal profile on the device, which they, you know, work obviously doesn't have access to. Or if it's a personal device, you can have a work profile. Sure. Okay. And you can have your work applications uh, on that. They'll be clearly identified. And say you move on or you leave and it's your personal device. It's a, you know, remotely, they can just, you know, erase the work part of the device. Sure. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, you're using that device and you've got to give it back and they erase everything. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Thanks very much. You've now erased your... And also, I guess because they're concerned about what they're you know, having control correct. over it and can't be sure that you're going to only take the things that you're meant to take. Correct. And things like being able to disable things like screen capture. If you're in the work mode mm-hmm. of the phone, you disable screen capture because they potentially don't want any information shared. However, in your personal oh, capacity, yeah, in your personal capacity, you can do that. Sure. I've just seen this individual apps, you know, where I've seen certain apps where you try and take a screenshot. I mean, one of them, curiously, was an, an app for a, a car brand. Okay. Um, and it was for a story we were doing, and yeah. I tried to screenshot it, and it said, uh, yeah. no, security <laughs> permissions do not allow. So what did I end up doing? Ended up taking a picture of the screen with another smartphone. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's being able to encrypt files, individual files, uh-huh. on different levels. So you need different keys as you call encryption keys, to open different files. That's also supported. And also what's key is if you look at Google Play Protect. Mm -hmm. All right. So Google Play Protect is something that runs in the background and it's scanning applications. Sure, and checking the the legitimacy of applications before you try and install them. Yes, so all these little benefits. And also with with Nokia devices, I think running on the latest versions of Android, you get all those latest innovations that come from Mm. Google. Going to become even more important is AI, how AI is going to help you use your device and benefit you on your device. Hopefully without cutting battery life to uh, half a day in the process. It's about optimizing and keeping, you know, there's this constant slew, this ongoing battle between adding new features and uh, keeping you know, keeping the devices slim or, you know, ideally even slimmer, right? Without compromising longevity because none of us want to, you know, have to carry a charger everywhere. And And I mean, we've got, you know, two devices. You look at two devices, Nokia 2.1 and Nokia 7 Plus, where we have a two-day battery life story, where five hours of usage over two days and standby overnight, you know, that's really appealing to people. Mm. USB Type-C from a certain level, Nokia 6.1 and up all have USB Type-C and support the faster charging. Mm. There's nothing worse than five o'clock panic when you've sort of... You haven't charged it all day. You've taken a call. So, you know... Uh, bear with me here. I think everybody's been in this situation. You've taken a call, you've got up from your desk and you've you've taken the lap around the office while you're on the call. You come down, you sit down, you forget to, say you forgot to plug your charger in, your phone in. Five o'clock comes and you're sitting there with, you know, Dip low set. battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's really great here is, you know, that five o'clock panic, taking that out, plug your device in for a bit and get, you know, a faster charge, get battery that's going to last you through the time. Also nice and simple to just put on battery saver. Mm. you know, which is going to last you however much longer. So these, you know, play a part in consumer's choice. And these are consumer offerings that we have, but fit in very nicely with the enterprise. Sure. I mean, the consumer and the enterprise user are one and the same. Uh, We're all, you know, clock off and uh, log out eventually. I mean, on that note, so, you know, 
to move to more general sort of stuff briefly before we wrap up. You know, the middle segment in particular, which seems to be where, you know, the majority of the Nokia devices play. I mean, obviously, we've got the Sirocco up top and so on. But generally, this is sort of the mid-range of the market. Things really seem to be hitting up there, especially here. You know, there is not a week goes by that we don't hear of a new top-spec laden sort of (laughs) mid-level device. So I wondered, you know, I want to talk about, you know, how Nokia... That it differentiates and, and you know stands out in what seems to be that increasingly, increasingly hyper competitive segment. But also where Nokia sort of sees itself in this era of the thirty thousand Rand smartphone. Wow, thirty thousand Rand smartphone. Uh, I'm certainly not gonna rush out to buy one. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, that would be uh, professionally problematic. But once again <laughs> it comes down to that ability to take the right device with the right package. Mm. Okay, so having a, a device that meets your needs, and not only from a device point of view, also from a data requirement and an airtime requirement. Right, we've got to consider the full cost of ownership. Correct. It's not just uh, the device itself. Yes, exactly. And also, I think in the, in the mid-range, we've got some solid building blocks. I mean, mm. the solid building block is, number one, our take on Android, which mm. is how Google intends it to be, pure, secure, and up-to-date. You can buy a Nokia 1 to a Nokia 8 Sirocco, and that same promise holds true Mm. throughout those devices. Then it's about sort of, you know, technology for everyday life. It's not always just about, you know, how many megapixels you've got or how big your battery is. It's about how that all integrates into one sort of solid device Mm. that, that meets your technology for everyday. Sure. meets your needs on a day but is your is your screen bright enough when you walk out into the sunlight can you still read what's happening on your device yeah. is your battery lasting long enough um, you so know, these actual usability issues the, that come from you know also from long term ownership that you know what is this device like a year down the, the line well that's great you know also committing to those platform updates mm. uh, through the life cycle of the device if you buy a device today it's not going to be outdated I mean there's some people who are going to buy a device today which is going to be outdated in already you know, mm, sure, things, sure. and there's no chance stop of getting, getting software updates or, you know, these devices that are perfectly good otherwise, but get forced obsolescence yep. uh, inflicted upon them. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Well, I mean, it's been great chatting to you. I think that covers uh, all of the ground we wanted to and a little bit more. Uh, I guess we're not going to get anything out of you about the forthcoming Nokia's, though, are we? Is this where I pause for? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, in light of the 6.1 and what it did with the 6, uh, just suffice to say that we are extremely excited to see what the next generation of handsets look like. You know, unfortunately, this is a a cycle that never stops. We we get the new devices, but we always want something a little shinier, a little bit better, and uh, with a few more megapixels. So we will (laughs) keep an eye on the market and see what Nokia brings out. We look forward to testing them rigorously and, uh, of course, having some pictures of our pets and putting them up because these are still unfortunately at the end of the day what internet users seem to love Um, Patty thanks so much for joining us and uh, we look forward to chatting to you again soon thanks very much cheers